Well, looky, looky, it's 8 o'clock. It's time for the Cummins Group Real Estate Show. It's that time again. It's time for the Cummins Group Real Estate Show with Michelle with 1L. How are you doing today? Very good, Curtis. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So as always, we'll start the show with a hot topic. What do you got for us today? Hot topic today is BC launches speculation and vacancy tax. Okay, so that sounds like... Well, sounds like a lot of big words that I don't (laughs) understand. Well, actually, it's a new name is what's happening. Okay. To clarify. It's to clarify. Okay, mm-hmm. so what what is important about this for your average person working in the uh, real estate world or buying a house, selling a house, tenancy, all that kind of stuff? Well, it's newly titled Speculation and Vacancy Tax, and it will apply to owners of second homes in applicable areas of BC as of December 31st this year. So anyone who owns a home that is not their primary residence and that is not rented out at least six months of the year on December 31st of each taxation year is liable for the tax for that year. So the tax only applies in certain areas. So um, that would be our Metro Vancouver area, except Bowen Island and Lions Bay. It's Abbotsford right here, Mission, Chilliwack, Kelowna, West Kelowna, Nanaimo, and Lanceville. So for owners of such properties, as of December 31st, they should know that the tax will be levied at 0.5% of the property's assessed value for all owners, no matter where their own residence is. So it's something to look out for in adding to your budget. So in 2019 and beyond, the tax rates will actually be 2% for foreign nationals and satellite families who do not pay income tax in Canada, 1% for Canadian citizens and permanent residents who are not residents in BC for income tax purposes, and 0.5% for British Columbia residents who are Canadian citizens or permanent residents. Okay, so there's a lot to uh, to ingest there. So if people want to get more information, uh, what could they do for about? Where are they going to find all this information if they want to try to figure out what they might be affected by? Well, I would first talk to their accountant. That's mm-hmm. the first step. That would probably make sense because they'll yeah. they'll definitely be up with that. And know what's going on? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right. Well, you've got a special guest here today, so I will allow you int- to introduce him because I think you know him better than I do. So, so. excited to introduce and. Most everyone local knows Eric Lacey of Lacey Construction and Developments. And I have been had the pleasure of selling quite a few homes of Eric's. And my, the homeowners love the homes. I mean, these are beautiful homes. I actually have one coming up on Harrison River next spring that he built, a post and beam home. It's beautiful. So I wanted to bring him in. And thank you so much, Eric, for coming in. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I wanted to talk about custom home because a lot of people who've never built before and there's changes for those who actually even have. And you being local and an award winning builder, I might add, um, I've got this property actually brand new listing and it's 10 acres in Mission and it's gorgeous. It's actually only priced at four ninety nine nine. It's a really wow. good price. And it's like half of it, almost five acres, is all cleared and leveled and ready for building. It has a well in and it's septic approved. And it's got a beautiful cedar fence along the whole south side of it already. So that is available. And I have, and I'm going to have somebody, obviously, who's going to buy it, who needs to build. So I wanted to ask you uh, the question for all of our listeners to know is what steps should they expect and costs that they should expect when building custom? 
Well, usually what I like to do is uh, meet on site with uh, the potential buyer or the buyer that bought bought the property and and figure out exactly what their their goals, what their dreams, and what their budget actually is. And that's the toughest part, trying to get a budget out because uh, most people don't want to tell you exactly how much they want to spend. But you know, it's key to understanding what what they want to do. So um, and trying to make that happen for them. Because you don't want to start and then realize, okay, the budget's completely yeah, different. Yeah, I don't want to waste a bunch of time, yeah. um, you know, the client's time and my time. So um, we try and figure out what their goals are and, and what they want, their wants and their needs. And what are some of the questions that you ask? Um, well, usually square footage, like how big of a house do you want, um, the style of house, um, amount of bedrooms, bathrooms, that kind of thing. What's the average price right now per square foot to build? You know, that's a good question. I get that all the time. I bet. <laughs> and uh, it's really hard to give someone a price per square foot because every house today is built differently. Mm. And, it, and it depends on if it's a slope lot, a flat lot, um, mountain lot, if there's, you know, blasting or different things like that, that has to be done. All affects the square foot price. So A lot of variables yeah. people don't think about. No. And it, is it a service lot or is it... Uh, need to have a driveway put in and power brought in and uh, cable and tell and well. So, and is there any apparent hazards to the property? Is there any riparian uh, uh, issues with the with the property? So it all affects the bottom line at the end of the day. How long does it usually take from meeting with the client to coming up with the game plan? Well, usually people are very excited. They kind of already have their vision in their head what they're looking for. Um, the biggest thing is making sure that they have the budget to make that happen. So if they don't, then we try and work with them to get them, um, you know, where there's a happy medium where they're happy with it. So You have an architect? Uh, we have a draft person that we work with. We have interior designers uh, in-house. So, um, you know, usually step one, I get them to on house.com or Pinterest. I love or, Pinterest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, usually we'll get a bunch of clippings and different things like that that uh, shows a style and what they're looking for. And that kind of gives me a vision of what what they want. And then we kind of go down the road of uh, we do a prelim drawing and uh, we usually hammer that back and forth until everyone's happy with it. And then I, I budget it out and I cost it out to see what that that building would cost to build. And if it's over budget or under budget, we work to it and tweak it to where they're, you know, they're happy with it. So like this 10 acre I have that is septic approved, but it's not in. Mm -hmm. If you were to build, let's say a 4,000 square foot house with, you know, let's say medium grade uh, materials mm -hmm. with the septic. Yeah. How, how, like you might not know how much, but a little idea as well as how long permission it would take because I know different areas have different time frames with building permits and maybe you can explain that a bit yeah so basically um, depending on the lot if, if there's any water courses near nearby then we, I don't know if there is but if there is then we have to do a riparian assessment report to establish where the building site would be um, we would have to I guess the septic's already approved we'd have to do um, geotechnical study to see if there's any um, apparent hazards with the with the ground. That sounds fun. Yep. <laughs> and uh, then we would go into design of the house, and we would get that house structurally engineered to uh, 
to make the, the city happy. And then also you might have other issues like different jurisdictions have different bylaws where they might require fire protection sprinklers or, or different things like that. So you got to make sure that you have enough water to have that or put in a holding tank that can um, service that fire protection sprinkler system that are added costs. Mm. And uh, basically you go through all that. Um, you hand in for permit and permit can take you anywhere from eight to a year, eight weeks to a year, depending oh on what city you're working with and municipality. So See, that's a lot of patience you have to have. Yeah, it's not going to, you know, your client, whoever buys that property isn't going to start digging next week. It's going to be minimum four months before we actually start doing something. So. So it's a lot of managing expectations, I guess, too, of like, like, look, we aren't going to build this overnight. Mm-hmm. Rome wasn't built in a day was one of my mom's favorite sayings, and it's true. Uh, it's going to take some time, but you're going to have some great results because obviously you're going to have a chance to go in with you over that time frame. And you go, well, Ix, you know what? The kids are getting a little older. Maybe I need that third bathroom, not just the two. And where can we put that? And I guess there's a lot of things that you can kind of do and tweak while you're uh, waiting to break ground. Yeah, yeah. No, we do a lot of the, the planning. So once, basically, once we have the plan in place and everyone's happy and we budgeted it out, we priced it out, um, then we go into our actual, like, uh, selections. So you would work with uh, uh, someone in our office and we would start working with, like, uh, cabinet layouts, usually one of the first things. Um, well, the, actually, the very first thing is the exterior, so, like, roof color. And then we get into siding and windows and doors. And But the big thing is the cabinet layout because that basically uh, outlines how all your electrical and plumbing is going to be in the house. And it also takes, depending where the, who the supplier is, anywhere from 8 to 12, 14 weeks to get that. So um, that's a huge, huge thing. But we're working, as we're working for getting the permit um, or waiting for the permit, we're actually select, doing all the, the selections for the house. Yeah, because I might come to you, for example, if I was building a house and I'm looking for something a little bit different, something specialized that you might not have dealt with much. And I'm going, I want a little home studio. Mm-hmm. So I need soundproofing and I need wiring and I need all that. So you could help with that. Yeah, so we would do the research. I've actually done a few of them in the past, but we would do research on it and we would talk to professionals and we would figure out exactly what we need to do that and um, come back to you and say, hey, that's going to be X amount of dollars or are you happy with that? Do you want to do that? Or what do you want to do? <laughs> and I'd probably go, well, how can we do that just a little bit cheaper? <laughs> and then you'd say, well, we take down the square footage and we do this and we do that, right? Exactly. So it's a whole process of figuring mm-hmm. it out. Right. Okay. Yeah. Has anybody asked you or or has anybody come up and said, hey, money's not a problem, just and come with great in, ideas? In the 20 years I've had the company, I've had one client that's done that. That's exciting. That must be fun for you. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> Sky's the limit. Do what you want. <laughs> Yeah, it was a, it was a different situation. Uh, uh, you know, there was no budget. Um, he had an architect gave me the plans, the specs, and everything. Um, there was a few tweaks along the way, but he actually only came to the site the first day he bought the property, and the day we hand the keys to him. Wow, that's amazing. That's pretty cool. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break here uh, because this is really cool. We're going to have more with Michelle and with Eric here on the Cummins Group Real Estate Show right after this. 
And we are back with segment two of the Cummins Group Real Estate Show with Michelle Cummins with 1L and me, Curtis Pope. And our special guest today is Eric uh, from the uh, Lacey, uh, what's the name of full company again? I want to get it right. Lacey Construction. Lacey Construction. I was going to say Lacey Home Builder or something. I was going to say, that's not the name. <laughs> Lacey Construction. Okay, now you, Eric, actually are an award-winning builder. You've uh, earned yourself a few awards over the years. Yeah, we have. Yeah, That's pretty cool. So uh, what kind of awards have you won? Um, well, we've, uh, we've been nominated for some Georgia awards. We've won, um, quite a few, uh, local awards in the Fraser Valley. Um, I think we're, uh, renovator of the year a few years ago. Um, we won a national award in 2016 for, uh, best, uh, renovation in Canada. So... And Best yeah. Builder of the Year award. Oh, yes, and Best Builder. Yeah, I forget well, he's about being that humble. <laughs> he's being humble. He's a very humble man. Yeah. But yeah. the reason I want to bring it up is because, obviously, you know what the heck you're doing if you've won all these awards. And, and I can understand your humility, but it's pretty cool that you've uh, you know been getting all this hardware. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we got a trophy case in the office. Very cool. <laughs> okay, so now you got that trophy case for a good reason. You are obviously very good at what you do. So for people, when they're looking for a builder, I mean... They might not walk in and say, where are your awards? But if they're looking for a builder, what should they be looking for in their home builder? Yeah, I think you you really need to ask a lot of questions. So um, one, you know, check them out on the internet, for one, and see what kind of reviews and things you find on the internet about them. Um, Interview them, ask them for references. Maybe ask them if you could uh, see any of their homes that you've done. Another few things you should look at is are they do they have work safe are they current with their work safe uh, is they have a GST number do they have a HBO number that's current and uh, ask them how long they've been in business uh, see if they belong to any associations like the Canadian Home Builders Association um, you know uh, things like that. Um, a good start. Yeah, well, you know, I, I spent my wife watches a lot of HGTV and yeah. watched a lot of Homes on Homes in the past. Now, if you ever watched a show like that, I'm sure you have, and it seemed like so many code violations would happen on these home shows. And I know it's for drama and stuff too, but uh, does that kind of stuff drive you nuts when you see that people have taken shortcuts? Yeah, it does. It does. I think that's, you know, part of that is the industry, you know, people are trying to cut costs too, right? So you kind of get what you pay for when you're hiring someone you pay less you pay under the table you're gonna maybe not have permits you're not gonna have inspections done and you're not gonna get quality work so and then that skylight leaks and you wonder why because you had some guy you found on the internet yeah <laughs> install it craigslist <laughs> <laughs> i stall sky install skylights really cheap yeah and- I, I was picking up a, a picnic table uh, this last summer and the owner uh said the, the the houses across the street, you know how they're building it? And I said, no, they're gigantic. How are they building it? First homes they've ever built side by side, YouTube. Like, oh, geez. Oh, scary. Well, sometimes you can find some amazing stuff on YouTube, but I don't think I want to build an entire house from YouTube. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I don't know if that quite cuts it for your codes and stuff, uh, you know, because you might be, yeah, there's an example. You could be watching something where that's to code in Nevada, but it's not to code in BC, right? Exactly. Because building codes can be very different from place to place. Like, is there an example of a building code that people might not know about, but turns out people have the complete wrong idea about it? Yeah, well, every municipality has their own different bylaw codes, so it, it just depends which, which town you're working in. And uh, the other things that come in effect is, you know, being in the valley and low-lying areas, there's always a floodplain issue. 
and building to the floodplain levels and uh, control levels and that, or even just uh, being in a valley up against mountains if there's, uh, you know, any apparent hazards to uh, rock slides or, or different water courses or different things like that. So that all affects your build and, and how you're going to build it. So, Yeah, absolutely. Now, another question comes to mind. I see these beautiful homes sometimes on Harrison Lake or places like that that don't seem to have a road to them. And say you're doing a build on somewhere like that. How do you, how do you start to build something in sort of the middle of nowhere? Yeah, funny thing. We do that kind of building. So Do you? Okay. Yeah, so build. how do you start on something like that? Yeah, there's a lot of preparation. There's, um, you know, we've done a... I think probably up to 20 houses on Harrison Lake and the Harrison River. And uh, it's all proper planning. So, you know, it's, you know, we've had days where a 10 cent nut or bolt has wrecked our whole day and we have to go home and get that 10 cent bolt, right? So, um, you know, there's a lot of planning, um, building off the grid, how you're going to power the place, uh, you know, what what are the client's wants and needs and uh, a lot of research involved in that. I actually have a listing coming up next spring that Eric built. It's on Harrison River. It's five acres, and it's a post and beam house, and it is so beautiful. It is so gorgeous, and it's all off-grid. It's amazing. And anyways, yeah. It's very cool. Next spring, if anybody's looking. So now what about, like, you've obviously had a chance to work at some really cool projects. Is there there one project where, like, this is so cool, I can't believe I got to work on this? Is there a project or two you've had to do like that? You know, I've, I've worked on a lot of cool projects. But it, it's it's more the the project you're in. You're always doing something better or something different, and those are always kind of my favorite projects. But the next one comes along, and it's even you know more you know more evolved or or or, or out of this world than the last one. So everyone's trying to one up each other. It seems like so. Yeah, I can understand that. Now I've seen some interesting things online, and I imagine you know if price is no object, you can probably do almost anything. But I've seen people put like you know, wine cellars off their, their kitchen and stuff that are actually down into the ground and stuff like that. Have you done stuff like that? Yeah, we've done, we've done stuff like that. We've done, we've done crazy things. Well, what's, well, what's one of the craziest things you've done that you can perhaps talk about on air? Because I'm sure there's probably some we can't. Yeah. 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 There is a couple that I probably can't talk about. Um, you know, (laughs) I do have some clients that are, uh, um, I, I can't really say who they are and what they do, but, uh, they're different people and, yeah, we've done some crazy, crazy things. Yeah, build like a you know massive garage because they have eighteen cars and parkade garage or or underground studio or or you, you name it. We've you build a bomb shelter yet for anybody? Yes, I have. You have? Yeah, I had to ask panic, that. Panic rooms, panic bomb, rooms, yeah. panic rooms. That was a big thing for a while though. Yeah. But a bomb shelter is something I've always you know you know what people build them. I just don't know anybody who has one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was interesting. You know, having a request for a panic room bomb shelter. And, you know, we ask questions, why Why do you think you need one? But they believe they need one, so. Well, hey, I don't blame them. If they feel they need one and they can have one, they're going to sleep that much better at night. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they watched that Jodie Foster movie. <laughs> That's right. They watched that one too many times. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got a project that you said you can't say a lot about right now, but it gives you an example of how you do different homes. Like you do um, your traditional homes, you do far homes, but you're working on one very modern home right now, you said. Yeah, we're doing one that's all uh, curtain wall glass. So basically high-rise glass all the way around and steel structure and uh, basically there's no walls. It's see-through house um, for a client that that's what he's requested. So 
So the natural lighting in there is going to be something else. Yeah. <laughs> now there's going to be something spe- like you use special glass for that, the tints or something. Oh, for like sure, that, for right? sure. Yeah, to get the the different ratings, we need um, this glass. Actually, came from Greece, and it took I don't know six weeks to, or no six months to get here. Special order. Did you get to go to Greece to check the the glass? No, unfortunately not. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a nice bonus. Yes, I know the glass I can get you, but. Yeah. I have to go to Greece to check out, make sure it's just right. Yeah, yeah. And you <laughs> got to make sure everything's perfect because there's, you know, if you're missing one piece, well, it's going to be very costly to get that one piece from Greece. So. I can imagine. Is there any other, like, really weird requests that you may have to get sometimes and you're going, I got to really dig around and travel, well, not travel, but dig around and find out this specific thing from Greece or China or you, Japan? You know, like when you're building stuff, uh, the bottom line is the dollar. So, you know, someone might want something, um, some kind of Italian marble, but maybe it's just not cost effective to get it. So maybe you go to China to get something like it that's quite a bit cheaper. So you do, you do a lot of research on building custom homes. Sounds like a big part of your job, again, is managing expectations and uh, balancing a lot of stuff. Yeah, no, part of our job is keeping the budget on track too, right? So, you know, even though I mainly feel like the bad guy a lot of times giving you know, information that clients don't like, but, you know, we always try and find a, another option or another way of going about it. How does pain work for custom home building? Pain? Yeah. How, do, how does the, is there a schedule or how, how does one yeah, pay for, for Typically, it? like our, the way we do things, uh, we're, we're kind of a fixed bid builder to paint on the walls. And then after that, I give budgets for cabinetry, flooring, um, you know, Lighting fixtures, plumbing fixtures, that kind of thing. So it's like pay as you go. Uh, no, I do. I do a payment schedule. So basically, you know, once the foundation's in, I take a percentage, and lock up, I take a percentage, and and so on and so on. Um, but it also depends um, if you're dealing with bank financing. Every bank is different too. So you almost have to cater to the bank uh, in a way. So some people have three draw systems. Some will have four. Some will have five. Some will have six. So um, you kind of work with your client to make it happen. Nice. Okay, Eric, so if people want more information about Lacey Construction, I'm going to assume in this day and age, you probably have a website and different places for people to get intel on you. So what would that be? It's uh, actually, it's Lacey Developments with an S dot com. Okay, so people can go there, they can find out about you and probably see some of the projects you've done. Exactly, yeah. Excellent. And Michelle, just so we can remind people, and we don't need the triple W anymore, we've established that. Uh, what's your website again for folks? MichelleCummins.ca. Excellent. And we'll get to your uh, your open houses here, and then people can check them out. Great.